This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What the heck is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, your home for all things Xbox here at Kind of Funny. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, Snowbike Mike, and today I am joined by a dope panel, a panel full of gamers is what I'm going to call it, because we have a very special review of Woe Long Fallen Dynasty, so I had to call up the squad and say, yo, who is the best Souls-born-like gamers in the office to come help me review this game? So, of course... Rounding out this panel today, we have the Nitro Rifle, the Elden Lord, Mr. Andy Cortez. Andy, how are you? What's going on? I beat Orange Seen and Smo in one try. What's going on, gamers? <laughs> Andy, you're a gamer, and I can't wait to hear what you think about Woe Long. Let's keep it going with, of course, the Perry Poppy, the Puzzle Poppy, the Young King, hot off of a brand new episode of The Blessing Show, which we'll talk about in just a moment. Blessing out of Yoye Jr. How are you, Bless? Whoa, long time no see. Ah. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, hey. Now, Bless. Ah. <laughs> Don't you start that there? now see with what me. I, did there? I love it, Bless. And you know what? Bless, you're looking real fly today with of your course. X-Cast hoodie. I had a rocket. Man, I'll tell you what. You rock that in the office and it makes me smile. One of the few that still wears it alongside me and my gaming dads. But thank you for rocking the X-Cast oh, yeah. gear. I mean, thank good. you for getting this thing made because it's very comfortable. And also, I, I, it's one of my favorite, I told you this earlier, it's one of my favorite uh, pieces of kind of funny merch. Yes. I think it looks fantastic, but then also, again, this is very comfortable and warm in this very cold office. And so, there it is. gotta rep it. All right, well, best friends out there, of course, if you want to rep, rep some dope kind of funny merch, you can always go check out all of our gear over at our store. But let's jump into it today because we got a great X-Cast coming your way. We have a full review of Wolong Fallen Dynasty coming your way. And then I'll give you some fun news updates in the Xbox world because we missed you last week. And my two gaming dads have been very busy from the Dice Awards to just traveling the globe, talking about Gary Whitted on all the cool things he's doing, I'm sure, right? Or maybe he's just sitting at home. I don't know what he's doing. But we're going to catch up with everything. But before that, of course, I have to remind you that this is the kind of funny X-Cast. We post each and every Thursday at 6 a.m. West Coast, Best Coast time on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe and of course over on roosterteeth.com don't forget we are now epic games partners which means if you are buying games off the epic Games store if you're upgrading your look in rocket league or buying the latest season pass in Fortnite and getting those sweet sweet v bucks please use our epic creator code kind of funny at checkout to help support the team in a brand new way and talking about support we always like to thank those who support us here at Kind of Funny via Patreon, whether you're on patreon.com slash kind of funny or patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Thank you all so much for your support. You can watch the show live as we record it. You can get ad free viewing and listen at your earliest pleasure. And of course, you can be a Patreon producer, just like our two Patreon producers for the month of March. Shout out to Tripod 
plus plus and Delaney Twining. Thank you all so much for supporting the team and talking about support. Of course, this week, the kind of funny X cast is brought to you by hello fresh and the blessing show. And guess what? I got blessing right here. So why not ask him blessing? What's dope in video games. What's up with the latest blessing show? Oh yeah, for sure. Everybody should go check out the latest blessing show. I talk about uh, why we need to fix the black hair in video games. Um, I've gotten to say thank you on previous shows, but I'll say it on this show again. Thank you guys so much for checking out the video uh, and showing it support. I've seen it make the rounds. I've seen people write about it over on Kotaku and on Polygon. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are checking this one out and sharing it. So thank you so much. But if you haven't seen it, uh, it's about a 17 minute long breakdown of me talking about um, black uh, hair character options, right? About what's lacking there, what can be done better, how you can do better, and uh, different anecdotal stories of why this is important and why this is something we do. Be uh, we need to do better. And so, yeah, me and Roger worked very hard on this one. Uh, uh, Roger uh, edited his ass off on this video, and it's one that we're very, very proud of. And so, uh, go check out this episode. You should be blessed. I want. I hope all of our watchers and listeners out there go check it out. I know the kind of funny extended family's really loving it. Of course, my two gaming dads gave you both props for your hard work. So congratulations, Bless. And we'll talk more about that during our ad break because, of course, it is brought to you by The Blessing Show. But let's jump into it. Let's have some fun. Of course, we're talking Wo Long, Fallen Dynasty. This is from Team Ninja and Koei Tecmo, releasing March 3rd, 2023 on Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4 and 5, and of course on PC. For all you Xbox gamers out there in the ecosystem, it is on Game Pass for console, PC, and cloud. So if you're trying to play a real difficult game on the cloud, shout out to you. I've done that before, but you never know. Uh, take advantage of your Game Pass subscription. Of course, previous titles from Team Ninja. Of course, you might know about Neo 1 and Neo 2. Both of those released in 2017 and 2020. So I wanted to make a note of that because it's 2023, early 2023 right now. So a nice little turnaround time for this one. And of course, if you've been living underneath a rock before we do our review, just to set the tone of like, what is Wo Long Fallen Dynasty? Uh, the story rundown from the website is a dark fantasy action role-playing game set in the later Han Dynasty about a militia soldier fighting for survival in a chaotic three kingdoms. Snowbike Mike's Lale Lule lore story about this. Yo, this is a tough, challenging Dark Souls-like game with a really cool setting all about chaos. You're chasing a jabroni who's got some sort of elixir, and it's bad news, and you got to stop that. Mm. Pretty but close. But you don't have to kill chaos. You don't got to kill chaos, thank yeah, you. You're just, just there's a lot of chaos. There's you're a lot of chaos, chaos going on. It's the <laughs> other Team Ninja game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's jump into it right now, guys. Let's give, of course, if people are new here to the Kind of Funny review scale, we go through one through five, one being terrible, five being what blessing? Amazing. Amazing. And so we're going to give our review scale one through five right now. Let's go around the table. Guys, just give me your quick review number and your just quick thoughts before we super dive in. Blessing, I'll start with you. Uh, quick thoughts. You know, it, it, you meant you referenced Neo and Neo 2 as the Team Ninja games, and there's one uh, key one missing, and that's Stranger of Paradise. Oh. Uh, of course, that was developed by them. Uh, that dropped last year, and that was actually my entry point into the modern era of Team Ninja games. Um, and since then, right, I, I played that. I was like, oh, this is pretty fun. Obviously, has a lot of flaws, you know, has a lot of things that it could do better, but I found myself pleasantly surprised by the combat in that game and i had a, a lot of fun with it uh wolong fallen dynasty is one where the demo came out late last year and you hit me up and you're like yo bless i think this is one that you might like and i was like all right cool i downloaded it uh played it on a stream and i had so much fun with that demo because the deflect system which is kind of their parry system in the game 
remind me a lot of uh, Sekiro, just in terms of like you're yeah. building up stagger in your enemy, you're trying to get them staggered so they can get a critical hit uh, and repeat, right? And it is a lot of timing based on the animation uh, of the enemy's uh, attacks that they're doing. And so as soon as I played that Wolong demo, I was like, oh, I got to show up for this thing because this thing seems really, uh, really awesome. And so far, my quick thoughts, I have beaten the, 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 the full game. I had so much fun with the full game, but I think as a full package, it leaves a bit to be desired. Mm. Uh, the score I'm going to give this thing is a three out of five. Okay. It is a three out of five that I would say is for sure for fans of the genre. If, you, if you're somebody who really likes Team Ninja, if you really like Neo 1 and 2, if you really like difficult combat games with Souls-like mechanics, I think you are going to enjoy Wolong Fallen Dynasty. I don't think you're going to be blown away by Wolong Fallen Dynasty. I think the best thing that it has going for it is that the combat system um, is really fun. You know, I think the boss design is really fantastic. I really enjoyed fighting the bosses, especially some of the, the, the harder bosses in the game. Like, really getting in and being like, all right, what is their pattern? How do I figure this out? How do I, you know, deflect every single hit to build up their stagger? And, like, even just looking at some of the boss design, I think a lot of... Um, uh, a lot of that there is awesome, as well as um, some of the setup in terms of progressing level to level. They have this interesting system that's like that's called the morale system, where when you get to a checkpoint, you put down your battle flag, and that then raises your group morale, which then uh, means that you're taking less damage from enemies. You have those uh, battle flags, but then also spread out throughout the level are these marking flags that do the same thing, but they just don't work as checkpoints. And so the more, that you, more of those that you find, the more power you have with you and your uh, reinforcements, which are just enemy, or um, which is co-op AI that hang out with you and help you fight. And that incentivizes exploration level to level in a way that I thought was pretty well done um, and pretty fresh. Uh, and like, you know, that would kind of reset progression level to level in a way that I thought was cool, right? I'll start off a level being like, all right, like, gotta be careful, gotta play, gotta play smart. And then I'll get halfway through a level and I've hit enough, enough of those flags and I've raised enough of my, of my morale where I'm like, oh, let's freaking go. Like, this is awesome. Now I'm like, now I'm dominating these enemies. Um, but then, you know, on the, on some of the critique side, I think in terms of visuals, uh, I think the game can be a bit busy uh, in terms of some of its graphics and, and fidelity. The art style, I would say, it, it gets the job done, but isn't anything that, again, I'm blown away looking at. Uh, it strikes me as a bit, uh, a little bit more on the uninspired side in terms of art style and art direction. Like, it doesn't look bad, but graphically especially it doesn't look great is what i'd say right there are places uh and we talked about this a little bit with wild hearts which is also a koei tecmo product where it's like i oh mean some like some of the textures strike me like look a little bit messy especially when you get into like hair textures and the more trying to getting into more of the detailed stuff things like water it's like oh man i wish this looked better again it never looks terrible by any means but it's not something that i, that I was blown away looking at uh, there's that enemy variety left a lot to be desired. Um, I was running in like ha second half of the game, especially. I'm like, I know all these guys. Like I've yeah. met all these guys, yeah. all these guys before. Um, story didn't care about, you know, like mm. characters didn't care about. English voice acting, not great. Um, and I forgive so much of it because the gameplay is just so fun a lot of the time. But even with the gameplay, I think the difficulty can be uneven. You know, you have you get to the first boss and it's like, wow, this is really difficult. Uh, and you get past it, and then the game ends up being a bit on the easier side. I'll yeah, say that this yeah. is a lot easier than Neo. You know, Neo Two was so difficult that I had issues with it. Right, like I couldn't get super far in Neo Two as I wanted to. And like Stranger Paradise, I knocked that out. But this is harder than Stranger Paradise. 
easier than Neo 2, and I think it'll be a bit more approachable uh, for a lot of people. But it is uneven. Where you're going to hit difficulty spikes, there's one boss halfway through that is fucking ridiculous. Uh, and moments like that, I think, kind of kill the pacing because with difficulty, you want more of a steady progression, right? You want to like get to the next boss and be like, all right, this is a bit harder than the previous one, but I'm persevere and do it. You get to the, that boss halfway, and it's like, wow, I was knocking about bosses out in my first try. This boss is taking me two days. <laughs> and now you beat that boss, and it's like, all right, now I'm back to cruising until a few bosses later. You're like, all right, this guy's difficult. And then like, you, know, you get to the end of the game, and um, yeah, I just wish the, the, the difficulty was, was better paced. Um, but all in all, you know, I had a good time with it, but I don't know if I would say that the, my time spent with Wolong at the end of the day is going to be super memorable. But it's a game mm -hmm. that I'm glad I played. Blessing, very well said. I'm going to kick it over to the Elden Lord. Of course, I brought on both of the Soulsborne experts here, kind of funny, to talk about it. So, Andy, give me your review score. Give me your brief breakdown of it all. Uh, yeah, I heard you all kind of talking about, you know, deciding between a three or a four. And I like that. That's the biggest question for me. And I think I would have to lean towards a three as well. Mm. I think the... that. It's still a lot of fun. I just don't think that the combat can really carry uh, and, you know, carry that load of all the other problems that this game has. Uh, I do enjoy the progression like Blessing was talking about. I think it is really creative and kind of finding all of those little things to boost your morale that then raise your morale floor. So it's it's kind of it can be kind of odd and confusing for somebody who plays RPG games because you hop into levels that say, this level uh, or this area requires like a recommended level of 30. Okay, that's cool. And you hop in, you're like, oh, I'm 32. It should be no problem. And you hop in, but then the morale level lowers it down for you anyway. So you're still kind of like at a base level that kind of resets in a way your progress, it feels. And you have to find these little things around the world that do encourage level design or do encourage uh, exploration. Which I think is kind of neat and creative, and it's it's a way to kind of encourage you to go looking around because there's all sorts of shit you're going to find. Uh, I think the game is bugged right now. I'm talking with Mitch Mitchell Saltzman on on DMs right now for my GN, and he can confirm to me that he thinks that the arrows are bugged because the uh, essentially I, I I texted Blessing like an hour ago, Mike, and I was like. Blessing, how do you how do you get more arrows? I've bought so many arrows in this game. Where do they go? Where are they? And he was like, you know, I didn't use a whole lot. And I only use arrows to pick off annoying dudes that are going to throw shit at you in battle, you know? And I, I don't know where these arrows are going. I think the whole system is bugged. Surprisingly, not a whole lot of bugs in this game. I think the game is, like, kind of decently polished. I'm pretty surprised by it. Um, I think the combat is a lot of fun. I think the game is kind of uh you know just staying there a bit too long <laughs> i think the game should have ended maybe uh, a couple of hours ago um so for people who love long games you're gonna there's a lot to play here so congratulations i do think that it wore out its welcome a little uh, a little bit and i kind of lost the thrill of combat because i feel like i've kind of seen all i've seen what the best this game has had to offer and in terms of the excitement of combat and nothing has really lived up to that lately uh, in the last couple of boss fights. But yeah, very odd difficulty pacing, one shotting everybody and then you hit a boss. It's like, oh, this took me two hours to do. What the fuck happened here? You know, like what was the oversight here? Did we like move a decibel number in the programming and forgot to put it back? You know, because 
something's wrong here. This dude is insanely difficult. Um, I have a problem with the way fast travel works. Oh. When you're the way this game is sort of structured is you go to different areas of a map that have uh, your overall objective and you are finding these place this these points of progress that are essentially your bonfires and you can go back to your bonfire and that's where you can uh level up or you can change whatever powers you need uh in battle and i wish you could fast travel between those points i don't like that you have to kind of run back to go to a prior area that you did find so there are some little inconveniences and like quality of life type things i think that could be improved i think load times are pretty shit yep like I, I can't believe how Xbox? bad. Yeah, I, I'm playing yeah. on Xbox. Xbox load it's times, tough. Load times, tough. Load times are really bad. Um, I started the game on PC, and the game is incredibly unoptimized. Like shocker, another PC game comes out that is badly uh, unoptimized, which is such a bummer because that's where I'd prefer to play. Um, so yeah, the game just hopefully when it launches, it runs a little bit smoother, but. Yeah, like a game that looks like this. It kind of reminds me of Stranger of Paradise again, another Team Ninja sort of thing, where a game that looks like this should not be taking up this many resources and running this badly. Um, I think the game is kind of ugly. Um, the it, It's a weird thing where the character art, much like Wild Hearts, much like Stranger of Paradise, when we get those nice zoomed-in shots, you can tell these artists are incredible. They're doing yeah. great character work. The models look phenomenal. The eye rendering is great. Like you never get the uncanny valley stuff with these with this engine. They're really da- they have a really really talented art team. It's just something with this engine that makes the game look a lot older than it should be. Luckily, it's not Stranger of Paradise bad, where the game looks like shit, and also it's running uh, like what seems to be 720p at times. Like this game surprisingly keeps a really good resolution on performance mode. It rarely, it doesn't really look blurry or kind of low resolution at times where you kind of run into the variable resolution type stuff whenever the game's changes resolutions to make the game run smoother. Uh, what we're seeing right now in the gameplay looks awesome because we have direct lighting and anything can look good with direct lighting. You have shadows casting. The game looks awesome whenever that happens. But whenever you are in underground areas or in uh, basement levels or anything where there's not like a sun, quote unquote, shining on you casting shadows it looks like it looks like ass in a lot of points and i do think there are some weird op, uh decisions with art direction um when you are underground and you have like these red crystals the the elixir mic that's kind of down there <laughs> yeah do it like and it's sometimes like man you got to tone down this the brightness on these lights the res the the saturation is like insane down here we're going a little too hard right now um yeah, that that's my concise thoughts on that's <laughs> very <good>. concise thoughts <laughs> on Wolong. I, I I'm pretty a lot yeah, we got a lot to say, so we're gonna keep so going. We got a lot. It's right. I, I'm like really, really close to beating it. I'm I'm at a boss where I think I'm like two bosses away from beating it. I'm at one of those bosses where it's like the developers go, "How do we amp up the stakes? How do we make this shit super epic? Let's give them a boss that." kind of takes away everything that the player has really enjoyed about the game so far yeah <laughs> uh you know I, I i think the game excels really well much like a lot of souls games excel really well whenever it is the 1v1 battle yeah. the Sekiro 1v1 battle where it's mano y mano i am downloading all of your moves in my brain i'm learning all the parries all that shit feels so good to successfully do 
and then when they throw you a curveball and suddenly you're fighting a, a skyscraper-sized monster and also the monster flies. So it's not like you can even run around to the back and hit it in its legs. You can't do that at all. Those are the things that just like, ah, what are you doing, At that point, man? you're fighting against the lock-on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's the problem. You know, usually when, when Souls games or even any action adventure or any, you know, character action game, I'd say, whenever they introduce larger-than-life enemies, monstrous, towering uh, beasts, it's like, all right, well, I know I'm going to deal with camera issues. Maybe I don't lock on and just swing at its feet. That's what I do in Souls games a lot. In this case, you can't swing at its feet because it's flying. So that... That sucks. So I'm like on attempt number nine right now. I texted, uh, I slacked everybody. I was like, I'm, I think I'm at the final boss. I'm going to try to take him out. I'm so close. But I was like, before I go do that, let me go find those little uh, rest spots because I know yeah. I'm missing a couple. The marking like the flags and the battle mm-hmm. flags. Yeah, the marking flags. I mean, I know I'm missing two of them because what those do is they raise the floor that whenever you die, you get taken down to a certain floor level. And if you raise that floor super high to like a level 20, fortification i believe mm-hmm. all this like sounds like mumbo rank. jumbo yeah yeah your morale rank i like level I, I had 20 to go through the glossary for this game i was like i yeah, gotta learn yeah. what all this stuff is yeah <laughs> what, once you have it at a certain level it can't go any lower than that and so i went to go waste time looking for those i only found one of the two i was looking for uh i'm in a bad spot with this game yeah. right now <laughs> we're we're in a you know we're I kind got, of in a messy breakup right now <laughs> i got this is the question i'll ask you because like when you and this is one something you have to pay attention to because I'm not, I'm not even sure the answer to this. But when you die at a at like a final boss in an area, does your morale rank uh, go down to that floor? It has to, right? Because like, goes down to that floor. Yeah, okay. Because I got lucky to where I there was a boss that I was talking to, to Mitchell Saltzman who's reviewing the game for IGN, and he was like, "Dude, like this boss is difficult, and then this other boss is mm. difficult." And like I fucking I ran through um a lot like most of the game up until that boss he was talking about and i got there and like he got my health pretty low um but then like i was able to b- uh, kill that boss on the uh, on my first try uh with my health like getting pretty low and like i felt the pressure because i was like if i don't beat him on this first try i don't know if i'm gonna beat this guy because yeah. my morale yeah. rank is as high as it's gonna be so it's high risk high reward when you're yeah. going through your first time you notice that a lot of these bosses and I swore we'll let Mike talk here in a second. <laughs> uh, you'll notice a lot of these bosses, will, like the, their morale rank is a level 20. And if you find every one of those small marking flags or the larger kind of bonfire type things, that's just always what I'm going to call them, bonfires. Um, if you find them all, your morale, your, your morale floor will be 20. But you can whoop a bunch of ass and get in there with like a 24 or a 23 level. Like you can max out a 25, I believe. But if you die, you go back down to 20. Now, if you miss a lot of those marking flags and you're riding high to level 28 and you're, or 25 and you're just popping off, bam, 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 bam. But if you missed a couple and you get your ass up, it's like suddenly you're down to morale yeah. rank 16. It's like, oh, fuck. And that's the thing. My I f- like that a lot because it's like, again, higher is it, high reward. Cool. Where yeah. I'm going through a level for the first time and I'm being pretty meticulous about taking out enemies yeah. and I'm doing real good. And when you're doing – the better you do, the easier it is to, to take out enemies and not die. I – got to like there's there's some of the battle flags that are corrupted and you need to take out some the of the stronger baddies, enemies yeah, yeah the bigger uh-huh. baddies that are next to, next to them and i and i got to that one and i'm like all right i gotta fight this bigger baddie i my morale rank is real high and so i'm doing a lot of damage but then also you know i'm out of my health replenish and so like i really got to lock in and i started fighting that guy and i'm i missed a couple of deflects and i died and my heart sank 
because that meant that I went from like morale rank 14 down to three. And then that guy that just killed me got stronger. Kind of like um, Shadow of Mordor a little yes, bit with the Nemesis, the nemesis like, system. Like, he got stronger. I'm like, fuck. Like, what have I done? Like, ah, shit. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of cool There's a lot of cool systems yeah. in this game. And I, I think, obviously, we've been... We do the thing where we think a game... Like, I recommend this game still. I really do. I oh, think yeah. it's fun and difficult. Uh, and I don't want to shit on the game the whole time. Because, I like, it's close to a four for me. I'm, yeah, same I here. Think we're I still all very in, similar, yeah. I still enjoy a lot of the combat. I enjoy... Uh, don't ask me anything about the story of the characters. I just couldn't give a lesser shit. Um, that's where I'm at with the story. Um, but the uh, the story kind of reminds me of like, like you know, Cobra Kai, but not good. Where it's like everybody gets just fucked up. Everybody gets backstab and backstab and backstab, and characters are constantly switching sides. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say story-wise. I don't really recommend a whole lot of what's going on there dialogue-wise either. Yeah. Not a huge fan of the voice acting. Um, but the... It's like it's all part of Wild Hearts. The cool. scene looks good. Yeah, you're here for the great gameplay. Yeah. Gameplay is yeah. fun. It's right. Great. It's it's really really fun gameplay. Mike, what do yeah. you think about it? Yeah, guys, uh, I'm there, right there with you. I actually wrote in my notes. I'm giving it a three out of five. Good. And I wrote, it's not great, but it's good. All capitals here, right? It, if yeah. we had .5s, it would be a three point five, right? Like yeah. I I'm looking at great, but there's a lot of things like you guys brought up that just kind of hold it back for me. And as the newbie Soulsborne player, and I'm really happy I have both of you, our experts here, to kind of talk about that, right? It's like, I love this fast-paced combat, right? Like, blending that Dark Souls challenge, but with Sekiro and the parrying, and how fast that was, like, I really dug this gameplay, and it was right up my alley of, man, we're moving so fast, parrying is key, and I'm going to talk about that in just a little bit, but when you're playing moment-to-moment, you don't have to worry about the parry all the time. You can kind of brute force past enemies. You can dip, dodge, and duck on them and still kill them. When it comes to bosses, parrying is going to be front and center for you to defeat them, especially with those big killer spots like you talked about the... um, One sec. Uh, Yeah, we'll come to me in a second, but hmm. those big... um. I don't know. We'll get to it, but like the big the bonfires or no, what? no the the extra stabs. I had them written down, but I forgot oh, what like the, the stab critical was. Hit yeah, thing? the critical hits. Yeah. Right, like you won't be able to kill a boss in like Dark Souls where you can just dodge the whole time and kind of just slowly beat him down. Mm-hmm. In this game, you have to parry. You will have to get you the critical hit. You gotta get up the stagger meter, right? To, it's way more Exactly, Sekiro. right? It's way more Sekiro on these bosses, but then the other 90% of the gameplay, you can just bust through bad guys, right? Because like they're smaller. You don't have to play the parry game. You can just beat them down. You'll stagger them eventually and then hit them with the critical blow, right? So really dug the gameplay. I was impressed with the weapon variety. There's a ton of weapons in this game and each weapon is unique. They all have their own martial arts is what they call it, which I'll just call like mini special moves, which I really appreciated, right? Like the dual blades feel different than the staff and there's a giant hammer and there's two axes. Like the variety is there, and it's really cool to choose different ones, find the ones that you like throughout the gameplay, try new ones, and I love that each one has their own variety of skills as well, right? Like, being able to take the tool blades and spin in a crazy whirlwind at people or disengage with the back jump, like, was really, really cool stuff. And then on top of that, I called it the combo breaker, a.k.a. the ultimate move, which is your divine beast, right? I like having this tool set of you're beating up the hero, and then on your side... You can call in your Divine Beast, which is your big ultimate move, and there's different Divine Beasts that you'll earn by killing each boss that will allow you different types of gameplay, right? There's a dragon that will heal you. There's a deer that will stun people and injure them, and there's so much more 
in that. And also, there's even magic, right? There's spells as well that you can get into and use. I never used the spell the whole time. Like, just wasn't my kind of build, nor did I want to get into that. And I was really appreciative of the combat, the weapon variety. I liked what you had when it came to an arsenal that you could go take down these opponents with. Also, big shout out, reinforcements. You touched on it before, but you're able to play with up to two AIs as you're kind of Patriots homeboys running around. And as someone who's beaten all my Dark Souls experiences co-op, this was awesome, right? Because we're in the review period. We really don't get to play co-op. It does have online co-op for all of you gamers out there, up to three people in a party. So if you want to play with your friends, you can. But to be able to play with the AI and just either have them as a meat shield or actually have them help you, like, killing some of the side enemies was a ton of fun. Like, I really thought that was a brilliant move as opposed to, hey, it's all you, all by yourself. You got someone to run with. And I think that takes a lot of pressure off of someone who's not the best kind of Soulsborne player. So those are some big shout-outs to me, as well as the challenge rooms. Andy brought up, like, you get dropped into these, like, mini-map worlds, right? It's not an open world. It's not a semi-open world. It is very point A to point B, but there's fun little areas to go explore and get lost in. Good level but, design. Yeah. Uh, right. uh, 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 I'm not going to give it a good level design. I'm going to give it an okay level design. We're going to talk about that in, the, in okay. a moment, Andy, because you taught me good level design. But what I liked was, is after you complete that kind of stage slash section, you can go back and they make mini challenge rooms yeah. where, hey, do you feel under level? Do you want some more souls to spend and level up? Go back. We've made these mini challenge rooms where drops you at one point, you literally go 20 steps, fight a little mini section of a couple of baddies, you earn some more points. I thought no, that I was really well those. thought out and they're fun good. Right they're good there. for leveling up. Yeah. If you're looking for certain materials, when you highlight, they're the, called submissions, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, if you go to those missions, uh, they're just like the travel menu. Yeah. Uh, it'll say, hey, if you beat this mission, you'll get three rank four steel or three rank four um, uh, leather, and that's what you use yeah. to then upgrade your equipment and upgrade your weapons. And so like, that was actually very helpful yeah, for me. They're very helpful. Yeah. They're cool. They're really fun, and they're easy. They're short. They're brief. They're fun to do. Uh, I think it's also adding to your experience, like you talked about. This is a pretty meaty game. I think it did overstay its welcome just How a little bit. How long did it but take like, you guys to play through? I'm currently probably at 15 hours, and I would say I'm at 65% okay. through right now. So I'm sure you guys are a little bit more than me. I'm like... 30 something like yeah probably like 33 34 hours but i i, I think I, I think i'm right around the 30 mark shout out to HelloFresh for sponsoring this episode remember those new year's goals you promised yourself that you'd stick to well HelloFresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door taking the hassle out of dinner time. Fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes so you can enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with Bernays sauce, or Southwest pork and bean burritos. A ton of us here at Kind of Funny have been using HelloFresh for years. Kevin loves how easy it is to get Paula vegetarian options, while I just love how quick the fast and fresh recipes come together during a hectic day in the studio. Go to HelloFresh.com slash kind of funny 65 and use code kind of funny 65 for 65 percent off plus free shipping that's hellofresh.com slash kind of funny 65 and use code kind of funny 65 for 65 percent off plus free shipping hellofresh america's number one 
meal kit. The newest episode of my video essay series, The Blessing Show, is out right now on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, and it's all about black hair in video games. Black representation is complex compared to alien frogmen. I'm sure it's way easier to conceptualize this than a fade. Elden Ring is the highest selling new IP in years, and I guarantee you, From Software and Bandai Namco understands that their audience extends internationally. When given the option to create a black character, I'd like to create a version of myself that doesn't look like a Lil Nas X thing lead for Fallout Boy. For many, I'm sure this seems like a very minuscule and specific thing to complain about. There's plenty of noteworthy areas of improvement the games industry can still make, even in just the area of representation and inclusion. So why is black hair when the harp on? Well, for folks who just listen to me on podcasts and have never seen a kind of funny video before, surprise, I'm black. Check it out over on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, yeah, I think you're going to get a pretty sizable game out of this. That's for sure. I think it probably should be about 20 hours here. Like, there's a lot of bloat here in some of these mm -hmm. sections, but I think it's really fun either way. Uh, I do want to switch to some of my critiques. You talked about level design, Andy, right? This isn't Dark Souls level from software level design where you and I are exploring a hallway. Hey, Mike, take a slash at that wall. All of a sudden, it vanishes. Yo, did you know we're back at point one, right? Like, they don't really have much of that. I think they have some cool side corridors that you go down, you plant a flag, and maybe it will reconnect to the main path. But I didn't really find wowing level design out of this. I think they were mm -hmm. cool little pieces. I think they were overused environments. I don't think you see much variety after a certain, a certain point when it comes to world variety. My, my, my couple of beasts with it is I think the environment art, just in terms of art direction of the environments, didn't never blew me away. Yeah. Um, they felt fairly basic. And then also um, the discoverability, like finding the cool shit around wasn't as funny either. Because like you, you're either, if you're exploring levels, going down different corridors, you're either finding um, random loot right? Like items for your inventory or like, you know, gear that you're picking up, which this game has too much loot it has an overabundance of loot it's actually pretty ridiculous much a loot lot of loot game. and if you played neo or you played stranger paradise you're already used to that um but yeah look, there's a lot of loot in this game uh and then also you're either finding you're finding that or you're finding the marking flags which yeah. then you know help raise the floor of your uh, morale rank but i will you're not finding anything interesting and so it at points it did feel like all right turn my brain off and now i'm just gonna run run through right it's not like you're playing when you're playing a, like a from game and you like take a different route and it's like, oh shit, who's this guy? Oh, let me talk to him. Oh, this guy has a quest for me. Like, it, it, you're not finding anything that feels worth worthwhile. It's more so, let me get the numbers up. Like you're just finding you know, yeah. ways to up your, your, your stats. Yeah, it's interesting you brought up like an abundance of loot. Like at first it's very like, oh, here's a cookie. Here's a cookie. And it's fun to go down that path. By about 50% of the game, you're like, okay, I don't need all that. Yeah. Right? That's just a lot of just junk all the time. And after a certain part, you've seen all the enemies that they have to dish out at you. So there's that couple of wowing moments when you take an alternate path and you're like, oh man, look at this crazy enemy. By about halfway through that, you're like, I've seen all these guys. Nothing's really wowing me after that. So the level design for me, I put in okay. I didn't think it was good to great where there were some wowing moments. 
Uh, difficulty spike, as you guys brought up, there's some very interesting choices, difficulty spike, right? Like, either we do the gradual climb or you just keep me at a plateau, but there is like a hard spike, then we just crash the plane where it's like super easy, mm -hmm. hard spike, crash it again, and then back and forth. They probably did that about four or five times where I was like, man, that's an interesting choice. I thought we would have kept that a little more level on yeah. the challenge. There, there's side. one boss in particular that is going to uh, go, go down as one of the most difficult bosses of the year, if not probably the most <laughs> difficult boss of the year. And it was so funny, like, seeing people one at a time possibly encounter that boss where, like, I was waiting for Mike to hit it because, like, Mike hit that boss and he was like, dude, this boss is tough. And I was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> like, Come grab this controller for me, Blast. Yeah, like, Mitchell, <laughs> yeah. Mitchell was the one that warned me about it. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, we'll see. I've been cruising through this. And I got there and I was like, what is why and nah, if mitchell saltzman warns you about a boss that's that's when you yeah. know you're mm -hmm. not gonna have a fun time exactly because mitchell saltzman is probably like one of the best gamers yeah. i know and like he warned me and i was like all right we'll see and i got there and i was like fuck dude like how in the world did you get past this and it took me days but i got there right and i was able to like you know try it out on my on, on uh like mike hit me up and i was like, let me try it out on yours right and like now and here's the thing i like the design of that boss yes the thing that boss is so fun to fight but it's just the difficulty that that uh, that is so weird, and it feels caught between them wanting to shift into making something that is taking a lot of influence from Sekiro's parry design. Where when you uh, for a lot of the the Sekiro bosses, it is you need to get the stagger meter up so you can stagger these bosses. Yep. That is how you beat these bosses. Like you can get their health down, but you know that's a fool's errand. It's gonna be it's, a long time. It's gonna be a long, yeah. long time. Just stagger them. There are the there are a couple of bosses that are inspired by that methodology of design and. It, I think they learned the wrong the wrong lessons. <laughs> like, I, like this game is meant for more of the you know take down the health, stagger if you need to, like do that what you want. But there's a boss that legitimately you need to stagger them up yeah. to get them down, and it is not a fun. Well, I, it's a fun time, but it's also just super different from the rest of the game in a way that's jarring and in a way that's just overly difficult when you get there. My final two critiques. I know you guys touched on storing and voice acting. Um, load times on the Xbox are very long, right? Like for me, it's like that when you get the one more try, one more try moment, all of a sudden you get hit with a brick and you are just slowed down by the low times. Yeah. But I found stealth the, isn't perfect. When I tried out the game on your Xbox, yeah. I was you actually surprised. Yeah, because you mentioned the low times. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, I guess they're there. Mm -hmm. But I didn't, and it never stood out to me. And then I played on your Xbox. And I was like, oh, no, these are long yeah, like, yeah. on Xbox. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, stealth is a big facet of the game. It is a choice that you can make, just like shooting arrows or using magic, right? Like, they want you to use stealth to get these fatal blows. But the issue with the stealth is it's not the perfect stealth that I want, right? I think in a game with this, you should have a dedicated crouch button so the player knows that they're in the stealth. Unfortunately, it's like the half push up the joystick to subtly walk towards them, but you can't tell how far away you can run and then walk up to an enemy. Sometimes you're right up behind them and the fatal blow animation doesn't pop up and then it freaks out and the character is on top of you fighting you. It's like, always the tigers. Yeah, I think, tigers. Yep, the tigers. I think the stealth was really blown in this one where... Hey, if we're going to do this and you want to do it right, just make the crouch button, right? Like me as the player, I should know I'm in stealth because too many times did I walk up and waste an opportunity because either all of a sudden his meter went full, like he saw me out of nowhere, or I'm like half running, half walking and can't find the perfect joystick yeah. combination, which I didn't like. There were and times where I would like fuck up the stealth and immediately run back to the flag yes. <laughs> and then uh -huh. try again because I'm like, no, I'm not finding this guy when he has full health. He's too strong. And finally for Xbox game players, I didn't... Uh, encounter some light bugs, right? I think 95% of my gameplay, the game ran 
very, very well. But there was some frame drops during certain boss fights. I did have some cutscene issues where the cutscene cut out completely. All of a sudden, it staggered and freaked out and then caught itself back up to it. I also had one, like, just massive world pop in. But I think these are all very small bug critiques that will probably be fixed with a day one patch. But, like... The game ran very well. Yeah, a couple game of things, on, a couple of things well. on that. I did find when I did that that boss fight on yours, there were a couple moments of stuttering where I was like, I've never seen this because I'm I'm playing on um, um, PlayStation Five, so maybe that's an optim optimization thing on yeah. Xbox specifically, which maybe they'll get get an update. Hopefully that get that gets an update. But then yeah, on mine, there was one moment where I saw the world populating in, and it's because I backtracked, and it's in a section where I would have no reason to backtrack, so they probably were just like. Oh, don't worry about this. Nobody's going to experience this. I turned around to go back and get a flag, and I was like, what in the world is going on here? <laughs> but yeah, that was only one moment during my, my playthrough. All right, well, there's yeah, I, your consensus. I, oh, yeah, go, Andy. I was going to say, yeah, I guess, that, you know, when I say that I had a a fairly bug-free experience, I guess I I always think more of, like, the, the cataclysmic crashes. Yes, you know, the yes. ones where you're maybe hard stuck or you have to, like, reload a save. I never had issues like that, but sure, I had, you know, several moments of frame drops, world pop in um uh just pop in from assets and textures are you know could be optimized a little bit better just to kind of you know give you an overall better presentation but in yeah it just so happens that in that toughest boss fight in the middle of the game uh at near maybe once every three fights when that enemy leaps up into the air to come down and you're supposed to parry at the right moment massive frames <laughs> yes 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 that was me and, that was me and when like the, when the fight is hard enough already and you are missing a parry that you normally nail when there isn't a massive stutter it is such a bummer to like see that dude <laughs> yeah. jump up and then suddenly he's down on you and your health is all and you're like a oh, fuck man i needed this health vial and like that's where a lot of the frustrations come from but yeah when blessing was talking about sort of uh the the secudo nature of it all um, because there are several enemies in Sekiro that you can hack and slash away and you can definitely see their health coming down. That one sort of massive wall of a boss fight was hilarious because you feel like you're parrying for an hour straight and you yep. look up and you have a fourth of the bar down. Like, at, yeah. at some the, point the, you just stop looking at the health bar because it's, the, it's the enemy is still so healthy after you feel like you've been parrying for your fucking life for a goddamn hour. <laughs> it's um, like that one video is like, I'm fine for my life out here. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm fine for my life here. <laughs> I'm fine yeah. for my fucking life. That, and that's, how it, that's how it felt a lot in that boss fight. Um, and it, it also is worth noting that... Um, Make sure I get the name right. Masaki Yamagiwa used to work at FromSoft and worked on Bloodborne, was a producer, and now works at Team Ninja. And I know it's definitely not a direct correlation whatsoever, but I just like to think that, like, the rest of the game was super easy, and then Yamagiwa got there, and that's when that boss fight came <laughs> in. That. And suddenly the difficulty ramp just, like, shot up to the roof. Yeah, I the, the, the stealth is, like... When I say that I enjoyed the level design, I, I'm not saying that this game is anywhere near FromSoft or or Breath of the Wild or anything like that where you're like really intrigued by exploration for your own interests. Like you're you're exploring to find shit, right? I I like going down the random corridors because I might find that rank seven steel that I need for this next upgrade. And I enjoy that sort of stuff. This is like such a video game with its level design that yeah. I enjoy the moments of getting a short, creating a new shortcut to then help that run back that might be a little bit easier to backtrack. Uh, there's always like 
the looping around rooms and suddenly it's like, oh, I'm back here. That's kind of neat. Never near the mind blowing moments that I have in, in Souls games, but still like done well enough, I think. Still like more than serviceable, I'd say. But the stealth is like so laughably video game that like but, but for the audience, this is the type of stealth that you could be standing 10 feet in front of somebody and they won't see you. Yep, 100%. Um, but like, like this isn't one of those where like if you're in their eyesight, unless it's a ranged enemy who shoots bow and arrows, they know they will they notice shoot you, you from far away. They'll, they'll, yeah, they'll see like, you from a mile away for some reason. But like if 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 Snowbike Mike on the set right now is trying to stealth kill Blessing, he's just got to like kind of skirt the yeah, side of no, him. No, I can like if like, you're a video watcher, right? Like you just got to shuffle it, near the side. This, you this cannot is, this be is directly me trying in to take out Snowbike Mike. <laughs> <laughs> But like, no, you can get way closer than that. It's like, what's so shocking about it? <laughs> careful, Mike. Careful, we got you. Wild. Yeah. Game. So like, so it is so video gamified in that way that the stealth is just so it's so silly in that way that like you could just be side to side of the dude and they will not see you whatsoever. And I think that that's kind of, I think it's kind of it's enjoyable in some moments, but also it's like it kind of just takes me out of the whole experience quite a bit that like you see you see the game as being a video game as opposed to like I am a character in this world trying to progress the story and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, at a certain point, it kind of just becomes numbers to me. Yeah, it it almost wears some of his game design on its sleeve in both like good and bad ways because you kind of get what you know where they where they're going with uh, with it right like where i'm standing 5 feet in front of an enemy and they don't see me and i'm like i get it like if i stand one more step closer he'll see me and he'll he'll activate right and that kind of takes that takes you out of the immersion but also makes it more of a video game where you kind of understand the rules and you understand okay well this is what my i'm leveled up in stealth and so i guess my my stealth stats are working yeah. but then in other ways you know i think this game to continue on with the from soft comparison i think it's more accessible in quite a few ways co-op super easy in this game i played with uh mitchell saltzman yesterday and it was as easy as going to one of the quote-unquote bonfire locations right the battle flag and opening up the menu to do online online co-op and then setting him to join my game and then yeah it was that was super easy to do and i'm usually not someone like a real video game should yeah Yeah, like a video (laughs) game should right like it's not in uh there's a glossary you know like the the uh, battle flag system, the morale rank system, all, all, and all that is—it's not easily apparent what's going on there. But like going through and reading all that shit, they make it very straightforward. Of like, hey, this is what this is. This is how 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 this works. Like, we're not trying to to keep this information from you. Like, all those explanations are are, are available. Item descriptions are very straightforward. There are menus where like you can like you can see all your stats pretty laid out if you go over to the to the stat screen like they'll tell you all the numbers that are associated with your with your character you can there's an option to remove your headgear uh so you can see your character's face and hair and stuff and i did that Love immediately that. because i i yeah. i think the character creation system in this game is pretty good yeah. it's the same exact character creation system from every koei tecmo game like <laughs> it's funny like neo 2 has the exact same character creation uh, creator i'm pretty sure and like it's even similar to wild hearts a bit but it's a good character creator. Yeah. So, it's great. Yeah, like yeah. I, it's I, cool. If you, if, you can even put like a weird piece of paper in front of your face and you see that yeah. one real freaky looking. It was dumb. Yeah, if you if you heard us, if you heard uh, me on the Wild Hearts review and and Blessing was there as well, and we were just glowing about the character creation. It's pretty much the exact same thing here, where you have a lot of different hairstyles with different multiple hair color options. If you certain hairstyles have different add-ons that you can have, where you can change like. 
if I have a, a ponytail, a bun that's up, I can add bangs to the side or bangs in the middle or just a couple of little strands. And I can make those strands longer if I want. Or I could add like the little side pieces of it. Like there's so many different options there that I, I think just makes it really, really fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's also so a photo I, mode I, in this game. I appreciate that. Yeah. The yeah, photo, photo mode. Yeah. Photo mode is pretty good. Oh, uh, gotta have a photo mode in these games. Yeah. And like it works whether you're um, like offline or if you have like somebody invading or whatever. So you can't uh, pause. Like you'll still see your character in motion, but you can still tweak the different photo mode um, stuff. And like, you know, I took a couple of photos. Again, the game. It, it, it's unfortunate because the game isn't pretty enough for me to like really care that deeply about the photo mode, but it is very like it's very functional. And I took an, I took a couple of photos of like um, like profile shots of my character, and I was like, oh yeah, this is pretty this is pretty okay. cool. I love that they're putting an effort into yeah. like giving you the like the little quality of life things to 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 allow you to enjoy this game a bit easier. Did you? Uh, I'll, yeah, go Andy. I'll, I'll I just want to say I'll tell you what, what what the visuals remind me of like just really, really good models and textures inside of an engine that can't quite show them off. Mm, yeah. um, when it comes to the lighting model that they're using, they're like, the everything always just kind of looks flat. Like, everything looks like it's missing a pass of something. Like, oh, we haven't added the fog layer yet, or we haven't added uh, this sort of, like, environmental lighting. Like, it always looks like there's something missing from a lot of these sequences. It just kind of buzzed me out because, again, when we get these close-up shots of these characters, they look fucking awesome and i i just wish the rest of the game could sort of match that visual uh aesthetic yeah since we're talking about things that we really like um you know it's interesting you open up this hub world right and i want to give a shout out to the pandas of course you're going to run into these cute little yeah. pandas that you'll find around the world and it's funny it's interesting you meet them and you drop an item in front of them it will eat it and then we'll throw you out a new item then fall asleep and then you go back to the hub world and you have a character who is you know collecting the pandas, protecting the pandas in your little world, and they start to drop one by one every time you, every time you collect them. thought that was fun. A little, little wait, dumb thing, where, you know? Wait, where is this character? Uh, he is on... So the hub world is very interesting design. I, I want to call it, like... We'll call it a city of clouds, right? But you're up on the, the mountains, but you have, like, different paths to go to different levels of this, and he's going to be off into the right kind of main level height on that one. And so I really liked that one, and he kind of tells you, hey, these pandas, like... They're technically demons, but, like, they're not really demons, so we should protect them. And, like, you feed them weapons and or armor, they're going to spit you out something back, and then they're going to come here. And so you got a little collectible. It reminded me of Sonic Adventures with those oh, like little... Oh, the chow garden. With the yeah, chow. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I have a little panda garden going on Wait, now. so you, yeah. have, you have a panda... Where the fuck is this? I need to find this. <laughs> yeah, I like the panda garden. Yeah, you'll, you'll find that panda garden. It's you have to, like, there. turn around. It's, like, behind you. Yeah, like that's you, the like, unfortunate part in. about that hub world is it's just oh. not... That one's not pretty, uh, not well designed in my personal opinion. Like, I do not like how I'm I'm moving all around in these weird platforms. It's like it's like people. basically a maze. It's a hub yeah. world that's that's a maze, and it, it's rough. Because uh, I like the idea. I like that they have a hub world because I don't believe they they didn't have one that's like this in Neo mm, Two when I played okay. Neo Two. Like Neo Two, you would come back out to a map and you would have a mission select, and then I think there were like there's like a practice area you can go to and I think you can, you can upgrade stuff there, but this is an actual hub level where you're going between the, yeah, these different segments of the level to then talk to the person that's going to upgrade your gear. And so I'm back there a lot, but to get to each of the, of the levels of the hub world, you have to walk on these branches that I, I, I was like, I, I like felt like I was having a tiptoe through because I was like, I don't want to fall off these things. Yes. There was one time I did fall off and I was like, dang it, it wasn't a big deal, but I think that was weird, and then yeah, it's very mazy. And so, I, so those one character 
who they were like, hey, this character is here. Like, go talk to them to upgrade XYZ thing. And I was looking for the I was like, I could not find that person for a good like four minutes. <laughs> yeah. I think you're gonna have fun running around the hub world because someone's like, I've lost my house keys in the hub world, go figure it out. Then someone's like, give me jerky. I thought that was funny. One guy's give me some golden lotus shells. Oh, so, you were really hanging out there. Oh yeah, dude. You, how, how do you give explore. the jerky to homegirl who's like, Hey, I'm looking for a recipe? And it's like, great, I have the jerky you're talking about. How do I give it to you? That's like, a great, a great question. You just drop it on I the floor, like yeah. maybe drop it on the floor. I, I tried. I tried to it on the floor and then i also dropped it on her table where the rest of the food that she's serving it is at yeah and i i had no luck nothing nothing popped up or no could be bugged I don't yeah know. i mean just shout out to the combat just being it feels so good and it is so much fun and i i'm so pleased that when i turned it on i was like man i'm digging this and i really had a good time there's just some mean difficulty spikes and that's something i want to talk with you guys about i really want to when we talk with this show, I want to know where does this rank in your souls born catalog, right? When we look at all this, because for me, this is more on the upper echelon. It's not the greatest, but it's in that upper mid where I would recommend this and have people go play it. You yeah. know what I mean? But man, oh man, the combat felt right to me, right? I really liked that Sekiro fast combat, but also, like I said, 80% of the time, unless it's a boss fight, you don't have to parry, which was nice for me, who was really just bad at parrying the whole time. So I think they did a great job on the moment-to-moment gameplay for me. <laughs> I, I texted I texted Bless at the beginning, and I was like, why wh- Why would they put this boss fight at the beginning of the game? This is the hardest fucking boss I've ever fought in my life. And I wasn't I wasn't noticing the critical prompt. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering. I was like, I didn't find it that hard. Like, I died quite a bit, but... <laughs> and then, and then I was like, oh, I didn't know to right trigger when you see the red. And I was like, okay, never mind. Good uh, job. Good job, Team Ninja. <laughs> what did you guys <laughs> think of... That's on me. <laughs> what weapons did you guys use, and what were your divine spirits that you guys were running around with? So I use the dual swords. Uh, I use that pretty much throughout my whole gameplay experience, and that's mainly because they're very swift and fast. And yes. so for enemies that... You know, when you hit them, they kind of stagger a little bit. I could keep them in that state, and hopefully, they don't they don't uh, fight back as quick. You know, I'm not I'm not a big um, I'm not big on heavy weapons when it comes to these kind of games. I like being more swift, uh, so I use those. And I tried out like the, some of the spears because those aligned with how I was specking my character. But uh, the spears can be to be a bit dancey, which is cool because I think the choreography a lot of the time is cool. But yeah, it's tough. To, there's so the animations much, are awesome. The animations are fantastic. Oh, but man, also the fatal blow animations too. So cool. They, you yeah. got to get used to them. Those the yeah. thing where if you don't use a spear and then you switch to a spear, the way like your character will dance around with that spear. I'm like, oh, dude, this is a lot. Like I got, I kind of got to learn how to use this, and so I just stuck with the um, the dual swords. And then for the divine beast, I started off with there's one. Um, it might have been the deer that like stomps down yeah, and then the it has the spikes that, mm-hmm. that come up and those will stagger enemies as well I, halfway through i switched to kind of a firebird that'll like arise and like you know will um, throw fire spikes everywhere um and i think I'll, i prefer the deer but i was just too lazy to, <laughs> to change back <laughs> um but yeah i enjoyed that and then you know you talked about the tool set in the game and i think the tool i think the tool set is one of the uh, one of the better aspects because yeah you have your combat art type abilities where you hold r1 if you're using the default control or this is xbox show rb and then you press x on the xbox controller or uh y okay so yeah you're at x and y um, <laughs> to like do the different uh like combat art abilities and yeah those are basically more melee type maneuvers and they're they're very varied in terms of like the kinds of things like they might do like a cool twirling your sword kind of combo or maybe you'll do one that's a 
like a hit that'll make you jump away and i really enjoyed those i'm with you that i didn't use the magic abilities as yes. much but i had one magic ability that made it so that when i activated it and all this is using your um we didn't talk about like the gauge that you have on the bottom of your screen that i couldn't even tell you what the name of it is right now the spirit gauge we didn't talk about the spirit gauge right like that's kind of your own measure of how much you're about to get staggered because you've been like your uh stance quote-unquote has been break broken down so much versus like how much spirit you gain because you're getting attacks and then like you can spend that spirit that you gain on magic or on combat arts so, like, that's the thing that you're spending on everything um but yeah like i would use the one that is uh it's a health ability that makes it so that whenever you or your allies attack when they land an attack you then get health back um that actually saved my ass quite a few times yeah. uh, while fighting where I don't want to spend too much on my, um, my, repl my health replenish. And so, you know, my, I'm like a fourth of the way down on health. Let me just use that ability and try that's and be how aggressive. The hard boss. Yeah. 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 And that's the, that's the, really the only magic that I, that I used um, consistently. I, I mean, I do want to give a shout out. I know uh, Andy, I don't know if you used a lot of magic, but there's a large magic tree here, right? Like along with, of course your level ups and your attribute points that you're putting in there. These magic tree is massive. There's different branches of magic that you can use. Each one has a large level up tree that looks like Borderlands and or Diablo inspired. Like there is a lot going on on the magic side. Andy, did you use any magic during yours? Yeah. So there's there's five different areas to level up. Um, the green is kind of like wood. Um, uh, they're all sort of tied to elements, right? And yes. this game is very, very largely just tied to all sort of elements. That's kind of what all these bosses and what a, what a lot of the um, enemies sort of are obsessed with. Um, the um, the green is kind of if you level that up, it's kind of like extra wood and earth power, or whatever. But it also gives you a higher level up on your HP. The red is fire damage and stuff like that. It also helps out and boosts your attacks, and it'll also raise your HP a tiny bit. Not as much as the green one, but you'll get a tiny bit of an HP raise. The blue is like water damage and ice damage and stuff like that, and it also boosts your stealth um, abilities. Uh, and then um, the yellow is electricity, and it boosts your magic abilities. And then the ground one is sort of like that bronze brass looking one and that one um uh boosts your uh, weight, right? your deflect your 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 yeah your equipment weight and also your deflect so um the middle one that we're seeing right here on the video anytime you deflect you get more spirit uh sort of for every time you deflect and all these do raise your health uh a little bit but the green one raises your health the most um so the powers that I use quite often, I and near the end of it, I would, depending on the enemies, because it is very rock, paper, scissors, whatever you're fighting, the elements, the Pokemon stuff that we're all used to by this time. Um, if you're fighting a, a, a fire enemy, you might want a water buff or whatever. And so there are different buffs and different abilities where you can put down like a, an AOE sort of thing around you that the enemies will get poisoned by. Or you can cast your magic, you can cast your sword in like elemental damage. So like uh, you can give it like a, a lightning buff or a fire buff or whatever. And it's like covered in fire now or covered in electricity. And I found it to be really cool when I'm fighting like stone enemies that 
are taking a while to kind of like chip down their health and then I start my lightning buff on my weapon and it's suddenly that you know you see that health bar just dropped uh, drastically so all that stuff is pretty neat uh the spells that I used the most was the one that Blessy was talking about where you cast it and any hit that you land you get a tiny bit of HP back um and for those I would always like using my dual I use dual halberds for my weapon number 1 and my second weapon is like a gigantic uh, like halberd, like more of a, a long range one, and that one's really dope because that one um, has all the. It's a four star weapon, meaning you have like four different little perks you could put onto it, and you can interchange those perks and customize it however you want using sort of in game currency. Not not like you buy this stuff or whatever with money. It's just stuff in the game. Um, and with that large weapon, it was a lot of fire buffs and fire damage which I loved using and seeing the enemies catch on fire. And then my other weapon had deals more damage to enemies that are burning. So then I would switch over to that when the enemy was on fire. So there's a lot of cool, fun ways to kind of mess around and find your own fun with the game. But yeah, the animations are fantastic. All the martial arts look great. When you start uh, chaining all of them together, uh, there are a couple enemies that like, I I wasn't too sad when my teammates would die because... Sometimes they pull the, you know the enemy attack patterns. I don't want you to like pull the aggro and then suddenly it gets aggroed back onto me and I'm not getting used to it, you know. Um, but yeah, that I used uh, that health spell and then I used um, the poison ground one and then the the monster that I used or the the helping beast, the elemental beast that I used was the ground one where these ground spikes would pop up. I found that one to be awesome. And then I use the water sort of ice one whenever I would fight fire enemies. Yeah. What about you, Mike? Uh, I was using the dual blades like Blessing. I had the two swords and I used the deer as well. I really liked the deer because it staggered enemies and helped fill up that parry bar that we were trying to break them down with. Right. So I found that to be super helpful. And yeah, I, I had a blast with it. I loved all of the weapons. I enjoyed the big hammer as well, Andy, like you brought up. I thought it was so cool to like, grab a different unique weapon like you said bless like new animations there's new techniques to be found and had in that and then yeah andy you talked about it, like changing up the weapon attributes and like adding new passives onto that there's a lot that goes into yeah. this game that's just like i mean you can get lost in the systems and have some fun with a, a lot of it is styles. so good and i think all it needs is a, a, maybe a bit more refinement because i i really like the embedding system i really like being able to go into the yeah the passives and be like yeah. oh no remove this one let's add this different one I just think, for me, it didn't. A lot of those didn't feel as like impactful, right? Like, mm. well, I would do that and then immediately forget that I did it because you have so many stats across all your gear and what and weapons and like other wearable things. There's so much going on, and I think if they honed it in a little bit and maybe made some of those stats a bit more meaningful and stand out, and you know, made it so that you can actually really consider your play style based on some of these stats. Cause that's what they, that's what they're going for. And I think that's what they want you to do, but I don't know if the end result result actually ended up with that. I think that's my thing that um, brings it back a little bit. Okay. Make well, sure I- you're, make sure you're also salvaging weapons instead of just selling weapons Salvage, yeah. for anybody oh, yeah. who's going to play this. Cause the longest time I was only selling shit. And then I went to go try to change one of those perks in that higher upgraded weapon. I was like, God damn it. You're charging me 30 of these things whatever this little fucking thing is, and I only have two? Like, how are you going to charge me 30? And then I realized, oh, when you each time you salvage a weapon, you get, like, 10 of those things. Yeah. And you're salvaging 
fucking 30 Tons. every level because yeah. you find so Tons. much shit in this game it's like now, but one also thing to keep in mind is that you can multiple select and multiple savage salvage and then multiple sell so you're not just you don't have to go one by one you can like select the whole fucking thing and then just bam sell them all and they all they're all gone i will also say you you, you find a lot of copper just as you're playing and copper is the currency that you collect when you when you sell stuff as well I would say, yeah, salvage over sell until you need to sell and then, like, sell shit then because that helped for me with upgrading, too, where, hey, oh, I have this plus four level uh, sword that I want to level up to level five. Oh, I can salvage another plus four thing to then get the steel from that weapon to then use it to upgrade that weapon. I think, yeah, salvaging is more the way to go um, with that stuff. I kind of want to go back cool to transmog. Cool, cool transmog as well. Yeah. Like, they, you can turn weapons into other weapons Pretty that are easy. similar. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I want to go back to your question though, Mike, about like recommending this game. Oh yeah, let um, me let's do that right now because yeah, as, as we start to ramp down this episode, that's where I kind of want to end this. Is where we're at. Of course, we all gave it a three out of five, a good on the kind of funny scale, but we're leaning towards that four. So I think you're going to find a lot of fun in this game. And I think these guys will agree with that, especially on Game Pass for all you Xbox fans out there. If you're looking for a Souls like game, this is going to be a good one, and that's where I want to kind of lead and end this conversation of. It's a very similar Souls-like game, right? Where does that end up on the Pantheon for you two Souls-like players, right? Like, you guys have played them all. Where does this kind of drop on the the scale here for you guys? Yeah, like, I, I, three is such an interesting score because I think there are often two types of... Oh, <laughs> wait, what's this you got, Andy? Official... Oh, the oh. Nitro Rifle ratings. For, is that for Souls-likes? Yeah. No, this is just... Uh, so... Uh, obviously on the kind of funny scale, you know, um, I, I have my own, much like blessing has his blessing calendar. I have the official nitro rifle rating scale. Um, <laughs> and so like, idea. so one out of 10 is for real, for real, just give up. LL, not just kidding. But like for real, something went wrong and it may not be your fault, but it needs to be addressed. Like, I don't want to be too hard on the developers, okay, but that's okay. my one out of 10 score. I would give this game, um, which five being average. Five out of ten, you know, five is a, an average mediocre game. I would give this game a six out of ten, a fine game. Maybe you know, I'm being nice today. You know, it's March first. March first. I'm going to give month. this game a six. I'm going to give this game a six out of five or six point five out of ten. Six point five. Uh, okay. Be okay. on that nitro point scale. Scale. I I lean more toward a seven, and that's actually yes, that's, me too. That actually brings me to where I was driving at, which you know, three out of five, interesting score because I think there are two threes. Right? There's the it's a three it's okay or there's a it's a it's a three it's good right like i feel like three kind of encompasses both both those things right the okay and good and this is very much on the good side of it's an all cap good to me all All caps good all caps good this is one that i'll say hey like if you if you're looking for if you played Sekiro, if you're like me and like Sekiro is one of your favorite games and you're like yo i want more of this i can't recommend wool long enough is it as good as that no it's not but for me it got the job done of really like helping uh i guess like satiate that thirst right yeah. i playing through that game i'm like uh, playing through this game i'm like yo this is really fun i'm having a blast with it right like would i like the story to be better would i like the environments to look better would i like you know the the soundtrack to stick more with me of course but at the end of the day the game is so fun that i would recommend it especially on game pass like i think that is a steal for this mm-hmm. game um in terms of where i rank it on the pantheon right like i wouldn't really put it up against any of the from software games uh that i've played and in fact from talking to folks who have played neo and then also <clears throat> some reviewers that have played this game 
um like the few folks i've talked to have said that like no that we like i like neo 2 better oh um, okay and so it seems like maybe this this doesn't even live up to to that standard in terms of the the team ninja stuff but and i just had a lot of fun with the deflect deflecting system and getting in there and going through the motions of taking out the enemies and even the more tougher boss fights at the end of the day i had a pretty I, like i had a pretty good time playing this game um and so i would say i would I would for sure recommend this to anybody that is into this genre of game. I would for sure say it's for fans of the genre. Like, check this out. Check, okay. check this one out. I like that. I, I'm more on the side of if you look at Dark Souls and so say that's a little too slow, a little too methodical for me, and you look at Sekiro and go, oh, I like that speed, but I'm bad at parrying, I think this meets right in the middle where, like I said, throughout this review, I said 80% of the time when you're just fighting normal enemies running around the world – you're going to really enjoy that speed. You're going to enjoy that moment-to-moment gameplay. You don't have to heavily rely on the parry, right? But when you get to these bosses, it is going to be a parry fest. You have to parry each and every boss because if you don't, you're going to dodge and try to survive for a lifetime slowly ticking away at their health, right? So for me, it's like this is an upper echelon good on the Souls catalog, right, where you can get lost in X or whatever games. But I think it's it's very good up there, and I think – just the fast gameplay really changes it up and makes it fun for me. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with Blessing where, like, I, I think this game would have been better served as a Sifu-type game. Like, make it a roguelite that you can finish really quickly and run through and try to get better each run. I think this game would have been better served by that because when we talk about what I love about Souls games, it's not just the combat, but it is the exploration and having these surprises come at you and be like, what the fuck is going on? I can't believe that this giant ass monster just came out of this. Oh my God. I got tricked by this and that this game doesn't feel like that at all. This game feels like you are playing a video game level as opposed to exploring a world and trying to like get to the, uh, trying to achieve a certain goal, right? This game is very much just like get to the end, it's a video game. You're getting the levels. You're not going to be really surprised by a whole lot here. Um, and like, yeah, I think this game would have been amazing if it was a much shorter of an experience and maybe a bit more, uh, a bit shorter uh, as well as like, just make it a roguelite. Fully change it all. <laughs> change the whole fucking game. Make it a different game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, make it a different game. Yeah. I think the bosses, like when we look at all the bosses, if you were to bring up all the bosses, like you said, Andy, like none of them are going to be iconic and memorable. Sure, that one boss, because he was so difficult, is going to be memorable, right? But like none of these are like a Dark Souls boss where you're like, yo, did you fight that chariot horse that was on fire? See, that was nuts, I, bro. Yeah, like, you're not going to miss stuff here. Yeah. It's like the thing that mm. kind of sucks. Like I wish, like, I wish those stuff in this game that. I wish the the worlds were larger and not just like these smaller because uh, for, I guess for the lack of a better comparison, this the level design and the worlds here feel like a PS2 and PS3 type era video game where like hmm. you everything that's there, you're going to see it. It's really hard to miss something in this world. And if you do miss something, you didn't it's miss sure anything. as hell not going to be a big boss fight. It's going to yeah. be some like item you just didn't pick up or whatever or like uh, an ability you may have uh, stumbled across and just like ran by it and missed it but like you're not playing this game to explore and role play you're playing this game to play a video game and try to like get it i think this is why this would have been uh, a better like roguelite type of experience if you were chasing a score or chasing like 
an S rank, an X, an S plus plus rank or something like that. Like, I think this game would have been better served if they kind of gave it that sort of treatment as opposed to like, yeah, when you look a when Neo you, type from soft. I, yeah, I think the idea that this game is an action RPG and I think in the RPG elements, that's where it's like, OK, this isn't living up in the action. I think that's where Ooh, it succeeds. Action's great. You know, because like when you think it's of phenomenal. RPG, you're thinking of. Oh yeah, well, story, world, like give me like a you know ex- exploration, leveling up, specking my character, and all that. Choosing stuff. paths, choosing like, making paths. decisions. Yeah, you know? I think the RPG half of this game need, needed quite a bit of work, but the action half, I think they got down. That's the thing. It's fighting in this game is fun. And I think that's where Andy's coming from when it comes to like, yeah, this would have been a more fun roguelite, right? Get rid of the story elements. Get rid of like the 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 exp- exploration and all that stuff. Just make it about fighting and make it about like getting getting better at the game and i i i could see how that would hit a bit harder than like them actually going for making something that that is action rpg and just not living up right and like man again it's it's funny because we're talking about the same studio that made neo which from what i hear about neo and even when i played with neo like i they've nailed what they've they're going for before it's not like they it's not like team ninja doesn't have the stuff but you know i think for wolong it just ended up not coming together fully okay well, that's but I but I, I still recommend it if you're into like action games, one hundred percent, and in oh, for a challenge. Okay, I would yeah, yeah. I would in say um, yeah. I I was telling Mike because uh, Mike was I, I was watching him sort of play some earlier levels. I have played a lot of this game on my TV as opposed to like plugged into my computer monitor, and I found it to be a good amount easier on my computer monitor because of the input lag on a television. So that. That is something where I thought, like, man, you know, these parries are pretty forgiving. I'm hitting parry really early, and it's still giving it to me. Well, that's just because I was on my TV. <laughs> and when I switch over to the computer, it's like, oh, I, I was hitting it early. I, I thought the window was a lot earlier, but really, it was just receiving my input a decent amount later. So I would say, like, if you could play this on a monitor or, like, on, on a PC with, like, a, a much higher refresh rate, try that because the... uh yeah, the refresh or the input lag on a television made the game a tiny bit more difficult, I'd say. Okay. Well, there it is, our kind of funny review of Woe Long Fallen Dynasty. Don't forget, Xbox players, it's coming to you via Game Pass, so you can jump right in and have some fun. This will conclude this week's X-Cast episode. The Gaming Dads and I will be back next week with all of the Xbox news that you need to know about. And here's a little one for you to watch. Of course, a big shout-out to our friends over at Xbox On. Our friend Charlie had a great interview with Phil Spencer, and it is a must-watch, nice 20-minute hangout. Go check it out over on the Xbox on YouTube channel. And uh, with that, we'll see you back here next week. Bye, gamers.